And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Rise that guy, you know. Hello? Hi, may I speak with Randy, please? Yes, hold on. Hello? Randy Gregory. Yes, sir. Jason Garrett here. How's it going, Coach? It's going great, congratulations. I appreciate it, Coach. I'm going to make you proud, I can promise you. I know you promise will. you. I know you will. You ready to get to work? Let's do it, man. I'm ready to win a championship. With the 60th pick in the 2015 NFL Draft, the Dallas Cowboys select great pick. Randy Gregory, defensive end, Nebraska. Great pick. Great pick. The only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys, indeed. We're in the midst of free agency here. Cowboys have made some moves, made some trades, let people go. But things are looking up, maybe. Maybe a little more optimistic than I expected to be on this episode. Welcome in. It's About Them Cowboys here at the Athletic Podcast Network. Kent here producing and joined by two of the best of the best when it comes to covering all things Dallas Cowboys who are plugged into this free agency frenzy. We've got Father John Mishota from The Athletic, your Cowboys beat writer, and in the hosting chair, as always, Kevin KT Turner, so much Randy Gregory drama to go over off the top here, KT. Yeah, my goodness, uh, a lot of crap to get to, right? Since the last time we've talked, yeah. and that's uh, I feel like we're on a Cowboys free agency roller coaster where it's been like good thing, bad thing, good thing, bad thing, good thing. Well, let's start with the Randy Gregory thing. Um, this morning, it's reported that he's gonna get that deal done with the Cowboys, even to the extent that the Cowboys official uh, Twitter account. Had tweeted out that the deal was done, and then they deleted it at five years at seventy million, around twenty-eight million guaranteed. And then we find out very quickly that that is not the case, and that he is going to Denver. And then, as the afternoon continued, we get stories from both sides leaked through the media. I would imagine plenty of sources, a lot of stuff going on. John, what do you make of what in the hell happened, and how did they lose out on Randy Gregory? So apparently this, hap- this has happened in the NFL before with Frank Gore, which has been pointed out on Twitter. If there wasn't Twitter, we would not even be, we would think that this is the only time this ever happened and it only happens to the Cowboys. But apparently with Frank Gore and Anthony Barr, this has happened before. But this is the first time with the Cowboys and it's just bizarre. It's bizarre because you have sources uh, that confirm this deal Um I, you know, I was writing, you know, five, six, seven hundred words on this being done, filed it. Uh, Fortunately, my editor didn't publish it yet. And uh, I'm thinking that, okay, this is done. This is the way this goes. I mean, how many times with Twitter, forget just the NFL, we're talking Major League Baseball free agency, NBA, like when do you ever see stuff like this happen? It's very, very uncommon. How often do you see a case where an agent is talking about how this deal, how, how well it fit? Uh, on the record, and then all of a sudden it changes course. I mean, there's just a lot of different levels of this that are just really bizarre. 
the way this whole thing went down. And you're going to hear stories from both sides. You know, there's obviously the Randy Gregory side where there was something added in the contract at the, you know, at the very final time that, and, and it had already been agreed to, but then when they got the contract to finally sign it, there was a stipulation in there where if he gets suspended, which obviously Randy's been suspended often, missed almost three full seasons with, with suspensions, uh, for substance abuse policy violations. So, um, I can see how that would be a red flag, um, but uh, then you're going to hear from the Cowboys side that this is the same thing that's in every contract aside from uh, it's being reported Dak Prescott's, which just, again, when you hear stuff like that, you're just like, I mean, D- Dak's contract. I mean, hat- hats off to Dak, hats off to his team. I mean, they just got the, they got the monster of all monster contracts. I mean, there's no clauses in that thing. Tons of guaranteed money. I mean, that, that contract is, that one is, I mean, you want to talk about the Cowboys. Uh, let's, we'll talk about that another day. Um, but this is just one of those where there's a there, it just bizarre to me because there's a lot of different you know sides that are talking about what went down, um, and I will say now that there's several hours have passed, there is a small part of me that thinks, what if this is like the Micah Parsons draft pick, where also Denver involved, um, you think that you know J.C. Horn and Patrick Sertan are what they absolutely have to have, and when they miss out on them, you're just like this is a disaster. You thought one of those corners were definitely, and then they end up getting a player that you wouldn't trade for any of those players ever. So there, and then when I compare this to Randy, obviously another chip needs to be played here and, and, and put down. And that would be the fact they have to get a veteran edge rusher. You're not filling Randy's spot at right end with just somebody in the draft, but we'll get to that in a second, but it could be one of those things where it's a five-year deal. If you know, Randy hasn't been a guy that's played for consecutive seasons. He isn't a guy that's played a full season. So it could be one of those things where maybe he doesn't meet what that deal is worth. And you look back on it, you're like, maybe it was actually beneficial that that deal didn't get done. So there's, there's, there's multiple sides to this and it, and it won't be, this won't be something that we're, we stopped talking about for a while. It just kind of has that weird feel though. of Like if you really like the guy and you want to get it done, and this is on the heels of the DeMarcus Lawrence contract as well, where the three years and the 30 million of all guaranteed money which kind of felt like DeMarcus was making, I don't know if I'm making, not making concessions, but I felt like DeMarcus was maybe doing something that, and again, he's been hurt too. So the guaranteed money is all kind of a win for him. So I have a hard time looking at it like he did some like team friendly thing. I'm not sure that he did, but it at least like felt like it put the wheels in motion to keep Randy, which is what they wanted. And if you wanted, and if it was something as simple as a little bit of language, that is, you know, maybe standard by Cowboys procedures, but maybe not standard by other teams' procedures. It seems like that's a silly thing to let you to let you lose a premier position player like that. That right. just feels right. like a silly thing. So let me play. Let me play devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. So what about from the Cowboys side? What if you have a feeling? Because here's the other thing: like when you want to, you mentioned Tank, so we'll bring that up. Tank, Randy, don't have the same agents. There's a key player in all these deals that you never hear about. Well, I shouldn't say never. You you often you hear about them. Um, the only common thread through all of them are that a lot of times when you hear about them, their name is Source. But the agents are different for all these guys. And so what Tank and his agent are doing doesn't. I mean, while they you can say that they wanted to get that deal done because they wanted to keep Randy, they're not the same. That's a that's a different team. And when you're in free agency and you're a free agent player, your team is you and your agents. So 
when when you're sitting there and you're looking at it from a Cowboys perspective, you can also sit there and say, so we couldn't have just went over this again one one quick time and it's maybe you're looking for a way out of this. Maybe you maybe you really don't want to be here and you're looking for a way to get out of this deal at the last minute cuz there's a part of me that thinks like I don't know, like I'm not great on the legal side of things with contracts, you know, signing all this, you know, small words, reading all these pages of stuff. You think you think that that final contract came through and Randy was just fine tooth combing that thing, just you know, highlighter out and was looking at every every little bit of it, or or was his agent looking at that? And w- w- was his agent looking for something? I don't know. Just playing devil's advocate over here. Well, I mean, I think that's a thing where you could go. Um, and I said, I said like a silly little thing, like one paragraph. Clearly, it's not just like one paragraph, but but it is something that was probably fought for or asked for, you know. And that's where you kind of go, okay, well, what what happened? So, um. You know, again, there's so, a lot of different uh, angles from this coming from a lot of different different people. I think the question that Cowboys fans care about most is I think it's less about what the hell happened and more about what the hell's going to happen. Um, you know, I think Von Miller's the, the name that comes to mind first. It makes sense. There's been a lot of whispers. I was, you know, driving home from work and flipping around the radio dial and I heard Bob Sturm on the ticket mention Zedaria Smith. That's a name I hadn't even thought about. Um, who the Packers just cut, and his back's uh, kind of out of whack, and he ha- is an injury risk. But uh, you have Chandler Jones is a name that's out there. You know, there's lots of like veteran defensive ends that you're thinking of, but obviously Von Miller's got to be the the first one that you're you're thinking of, right, John? Yeah, Von Miller and Chandler Jones, I think, are the names out there that if you're Jerry Jones, you're while this isn't the typical Cowboys way. You know, the Cowboys way is to sign their own. Well. This everything that just happened today threw a wrench in those plans, and so this coupled with, I can just tell you this right now for, you know I don't know how people did this before Twitter was around, but you you see it KT on Twitter, this is the most annoyed this fan base has been in easy a decade easy, and that's before any of this stuff happened. I find it very hard to believe that Jerry doesn't know that the fact that. Fans are annoyed with how disappointing last season was. The fact that you're not going out and trying to keep everybody from that team, that you're not going out trying to spend on any free agents, that you're not going all in. The fact that it's, you know, there's a lot of fans that wanted them to go in a different direction at head coach. I feel like Jerry knows that, and he's got to make a move like a Von Miller, like a Chandler Jones, something that's a big splash. The idea of just going after somebody who's like, well, we're going to do the Amari Cooper thing here, and we're going to take his contract and... But except now substitute that over for for Randy Gregory. We're going to make Randy Gregory the the uh, the Amari Cooper here. And instead of being able to bring Randy back, we're going to do Dorrance Armstrong and another edge rusher on that level. That's not going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not going to get anybody real pumped about the next season. You know, I think at the very least, I think J. Devian Clowney is a name that you can throw in there too. I don't know that that is going to get the fan base as fired up as 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 you know, obviously some of the other names, but. Something has to be done here with a veteran, veteran edge rusher because you look at these early mock drafts and just the returns coming out of the combine, the chance that one of those immediate impact DNs are there at 24 is not great. And so can you get a guy at 24? Sure. Can you get one in the second or third round? Sure. Could they end up being very good players? Sure. There's plenty of Max Crosby's out there. You know, there's TJ Watts that, were, that, that teams have drafted late in the first round. But are you really expecting that to happen at 24, and this guy's going to make that Im- immediate impact right now. Good luck with that. 
What do you think he's commanding on the on the market? I mean, what do you think we're talking? Are we talking about the same price range as Randy? That feels about, about right. Are you talking I'm about talk- with Von Miller? I'm talking about Von Miller. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I want to give five years to Von Miller. Well, yeah, not five years, but in terms of money. Yeah, yeah, I, I would. Yeah, that makes sense to me. But I, I would, I guess, I would, I would be focused on a year, two years tops on it. I mean, he's going to be 33 next week. You know, that that's the thing. The same thing with Chandler Jones is 30. No, he's going to be 33. So, you know, Randy's going to be 30. So when you do that, you can see where a five-year deal fits in because, yeah, what is it really? It's probably a two- or three-year deal. I don't think I want to go more than two or three years on a Von Miller because, he, you know, even though I will say Von Miller's playoff numbers are crazy good. I mean, that that yeah. go look at those things. I mean, and I'm not just talking about Super Bowl 50 win MVP. I'm talking about just this past month or whatever, two months ago. Uh, four playoff games, four sacks, two he in the Super up. Bowl. I mean, Von Miller, there's still plenty of tread left on the tire, and he plays big in big games. So I understand that for this year and maybe next, but not, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't be giving him a five-year deal. You know, this this all on the heels. So one thing that got overlooked while we're talking about all this stuff, on defense, Malik Hooker done two years, uh, $8 million is the contract. I thought that was actually a pretty good score for uh, Malik Hooker, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, as long as they get get Aaron Curse too, then I think that they're in good shape at safety where you can still draft a guy, but you don't feel like you have to force it. Um, but I don't think that you go into next season with just Malik Hooker and Donovan Wilson and go, yeah, we're good at safety. Like I, the Jaron Curse thing has to happen. I know there's a lot of people on Twitter talking about Tyron Matthew. I don't see that happening. No. Jaron Curse makes a lot of sense. He wants to be here. They want him here. Dan Quinn wants him, especially after losing the Randy Gregory thing. I think they want to try and keep as much of this nucleus together. I think they get J. Ron Curse back. And so you do that with Malik Hooker and Donovan Wilson. Yeah, you're in good shape at safety. Okay, the other one from today, before we go into the weekend's moves and, and backpedal a little bit, Connor Williams gone. Cowboys obviously were probably just ready to move on and go in another direction. Uh, he gets two years, $14 million or $14.5 million, uh, with the Miami Dolphins. Um, then, you know, I want to combine this while it's there's the report that the Cowboys had been have basically advised Lyle Collins' agent, "Hey, man, you could start looking for a trade." Uh, are they just done with Lyle? Is, is anything salvageable there, or is it just, "Hey, we're ripping off the bandaid, we're going in another direction"? I don't think I don't think that I'm <laughs> salvageable. I don't I don't know about that. I think that they're ready to go in another direction. I I, I see him being uh, released if they can't work some type of a trade for him. I think they're just ready to move on and bump Terrence Steele up to that right tackle spot. I know that that's not exactly what's going to just calm the waters and make everybody feel like the offensive line's fixed. Well, it's not. But with Lyle Collins, Connor Williams, whoever else, it was far from fixed last year. So uh, something needs to change there. Uh, Could come as easy, I mean, as early as the 24th pick or maybe the second round. Uh, Obviously, the interior needs to be addressed there. And re-signing Connor Williams wouldn't have made any sense. But yeah, it seems like... Uh, I'd be very surprised if Lyle Collins is in a Cowboys uniform next season. You know, I still feel like they have flexibility. Now, I'll say this. I'm not a big fan of just going, hey, uh, I'm kind of done with Lyle, move on. But I know they have a plan of some sort to address it, probably in the draft and things like that. But given that Tyron's health is just such a question mark, um, you know, we've we've talked about it for years, it seems like. Well, then also, KT, I mean – Lyle also has the same agent as Randy. So how, how do you think that that probably is going over in the it's building? Probably right now? not going great right now. Yeah. Probably not going great at all. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's tough. So you got Terrence still, you've got uh Tyron at left tackle. You'll uh, still have Tynasek, right? 
or is he free? No, he's free. But I mean, that's the thing. The Ty Nasekis, the Cam Irvings, those guys like that, like they should him. be able to get those guys, the swing tackles, one-year deals. I think the other guy that, that you factor in there would be Josh Ball. You know, you hope you get, you, you invested a fourth-round pick on him last year. You're hoping that you get something out of him this year. And you're clearly more concerned about interior offensive line than on the outside. Um, and, and I think, you know, you look at look at the draft. There's some of those guys. Uh, a name I love is Kenyon Green of A and M, who has like flexibility to play guard. And if you need him to play tackle on a pinch, he could do that for you. I think those guys are so valuable. I don't know if the Cowboys want to do that. As Mike McCarthy's referred to it as fantasy football, in terms of moving those guys around before, but having someone like that, I think, is so valuable. Um, so, so you know that, that that feels like probably still a big focus of this team right there. Now. Backtracking a little more, let's talk about wide receivers. Over the weekend, Amari Cooper to the Browns. They go ahead and get a deal done with Gallup, five years, sixty-two million. Um, I, I guess, I guess you know, at some point, you knew this is what they wanted to do, right? I mean, I think what you said on last week's podcast about Dalton Schultz is whatever you think doesn't matter. What they think and what they want in this situation is, and. Just kind of felt like they didn't want Amari Cooper around anymore at that number. Yeah, and and here's my thing: like, I do think I did think they'd get more for him, but there's also a factor in. I bet they didn't want to trade him to another NFC team. So yeah. if you're if you're trading him to the AFC, I was thinking about this. Okay, and I'm from Detroit, so I'm not acting like I'm from some you know great place here. But um, if you factor in team, quarterback, living situation. Are there many worse spots that they could have sent him to? I mean, and then also it has to be in the AFC. I mean, I guess you could say Jets, but you're you're living in New York City. I guess you could say maybe the Indianapolis Colts because they're a quarterback situation, and you know, I, I you know I don't know that living in Cleveland and Indianapolis are, are are much different. But I mean, just like the AFC just has so many good quarterbacks on other teams. So if you're whittling it down to AFC, it's got Cleveland for a wide receiver. I'm talking about has to be one of the bottom five spots that you could send a guy to. I'd love to see unless they get Deshaun Watson. Sorry, that, that's the thing—the the Deshaun Watson thing, because the Deshaun Watson thing will put so many, so many things in motion for sure. Uh, assuming, like, you know, if you look at the favorites right now, and I don't know, uh, Atlanta's really—I think they've kind of become the front runner. Maybe uh, yeah. I know a lot of people still think Carolina is a front runner, things like that. But yeah, Cleveland—that would put something in motion. Putting Baker out there, Atlanta would put Matt Ryan out there. You know, right now in Indianapolis, it's kind of funny because they're just kind of like sitting there with like, okay, well, we have Sam Ellinger right now, I guess. Uh, so like something is going to happen. Something's got to give. So that, that that's what I th- think is like if the Deshaun Watson trade went through, like, yeah. Or or if Healthy Baker, by the way, if Healthy Baker is not as, you know, if he's just like last year was a fluke because he was hurt. There's the other thing because they could have something. There's still a lot of good players on that roster. But then, you know, to get the Gallup deal done, when you go look at what Christian Kirk signed with Jacksonville, it makes you go, well, hell, that uh, Michael Gallup deal actually looks pretty good right now. Let me, I'll just put it this way. I don't know a wide receiver that has played with Matthew Stafford. I'm just using it as an example because I probably know him better than most quarterbacks that hasn't had their best season with Matthew Stafford. Do that same thing, but with Maker Mayfield. Jarvis Landry, is that his best? No. Odell, Odell, no, Odell Beckham, no. Like, who, who is Baker elevating at wide receiver? No one. Is he, I mean, I understand that, like, Amari Cooper is 
quarterback friendly. He'll run solid routes. You know, Baker will probably, you know, they'll have a decent rapport. But like, I, I just, I don't, I don't see this Baker's combination. not accurate. <laughs> I, don't, I just don't see this combination turning into them getting back into making some deep playoff run. No. I, I think that that, that those possibilities with the Miles Garrett's of the world only come together if they make a move for Deshaun Watson. So for Amari Cooper, I'm sure he doesn't love the idea of Cleveland. I'm just, I'm serious. I'm looking at all the AFC teams. Like you could be like Dolphins. I'd be like, well, he's from South Florida. I could, he could at least deal with that. Like there aren't many spots. If you're like, we're going to trade you the AFC. Yeah. <laughs> eliminate five teams that you absolutely don't want to go to. Cleveland would have been on that list for him. I, I don't care what anybody says. Well, Cedric Wilson gone to Miami. So you do get Gallup done. You got CeeDee Lamb sitting there. You still have Malik Turner. You brought Noah Brown back. So you know, wide receiver, I think, is something you would like to probably improve that wide receiver three spot. Um, but, you know, they're not in any desperate need because they did get the Gallup deal done. We knew they had to get one of them done, and they did. And that, I I mean, that, that contract looks really good based on what we're seeing from – So y'all are, y'all are good with – CD Gallup and player X going into the season. No, 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 no. They got moves to make. They need to add another veteran and then they will have to draft one. But the, but the great thing about wide receiver is just like, I mean, you can find the Terry McLaurin's and the Hunter Renfro's and Cooper cups. And I mean, it goes on and on outside of the first round and that can come in and play right away. I mean, there's no, I mean, DK yeah. Metcalfs, I mean, they're the, that will not be an issue. The wide receivers are going to be out there. Every draft has wide receivers that can come in and, and, and be a factor, first, second, third round, every single class. And then you have to sign a free agent. Like, you're going to have to go out there, and you're going to have to sign basically. I look at it as this way. You're going to replace Amari Cooper with somebody that you plan on drafting in the first three rounds and very, very possibly could be at 24. You're replacing Cedric Wilson with some veteran that you're going to sign in free agency. Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of options. I don't, know, I don't really know if they're looking for a certain style because you know, uh, CD Lamb and Gallup can play inside too. He just didn't. He mostly plays outside. CD Lamb. What about your boy? Uh, what about your boy in uh, Green Bay there, Valdez Scantling? Do you think he's he's uh, due to come back? I'm just saying. I think he was in McCarthy's might be his last draft class in Green Bay. I'm pretty sure McCarthy was the coach and they drafted him. So, I mean, hey, and that could be a possibility for the Cowboys too, where it's like the veteran receiver they signed might be on a one-year deal where things kind of start drying up in free agency. And then, hey, there's a guy out there that's like, let me just do a one-year deal for, you know, six, seven million, maybe even less than that. And then to get back out in the free agent market the the following year, who knows? I'm not saying this is going to be somebody that just blows you away, but they're going to sign a, a veteran receiver at some point here because, and the other thing that factors in this is that Michael Gallup is not healthy. So yeah. you might be without Michael Gallup, the first four games of the season, you know? So if that's the case, you certainly can't be counting on him right away. The other thing I'll say about his contract is the numbers he got. And again, I'm no capologist here, but the numbers he got, I thought were pretty comparable to what I thought he'd get. I if too. he didn't, if he didn't get injured. So uh, if, if you're him, a guy that really wanted to stay in Dallas, you know, Good locker room guy, really likes playing with Dak. You factor in all those things, and then with that contract, I mean, you know, because there was there was a point. I'm sure you you felt this way too, guys. Is when he went down in that game, you're just like, damn man, that sucks for him. He's about to be enter free agency. Now he's got an ACL, but now you see he gets that contract. You know, I mean, I'm happy for for Gallup for sure. I thought I thought that deal and the and the Demarcus Lawrence deal were really good savvy front office moves. I yeah. really did. 
Yeah. Now, the other things we've seen, uh, you know, like like losing Gregory at the end and things like that, you know, it's it's so it's kind of been a bit of a roller coaster. Now they um, you you mentioned Scantling, Scantling speed guy, uh, one of the fastest guys in the league, uh, but he is a straight line guy, and I'm not sure. I, I mean, I'm I'm still looking for separators. You know, yeah, um, sure. Gallup isn't necessarily a separator. You know, C.D. Lamb is. I'm looking for separators with Dak. I want to see separators, guys who can run crossing routes, guys who can run out routes and things like that. You know, Scantling is he, he is a straight line guy, um, but he's good and he can stretch the defense. And that's something that we wanted to see a little more, too, is stretching the decent defense. So many check downs to Dalton Schultz, you know, things like that. Well, we need someone to stretch it. That's the guy. I, I think Malik Turner fills in, can fill in that role competently the same way Cedric Wilson did. Um, we just got to see it. You got to see a little more of it and things like that. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I like the name though you threw out there. I think, I think that's interesting. Now they franchise uh, Dalton Schultz, as we talked about Blake Jarwin released to save a little money. Uh, kind of saw that coming but tight end, maybe something they should look at in the draft. I think they um, absolutely have to look. I think they should without a question. I think they need to look at tight end in the draft. You don't know that they're going to work out a long-term deal with Dalton Schultz. What if Dalton yeah. Schultz wants to get back out to free agent? He's like, no, 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 I'm good. I'll play under this tag for one year. I'll make I'll make this $11 million and Let me get back out to free agency. you got to cover yourself there. They resigned Sprinkle, Jeremy Sprinkle today. They like Sean McEwen, Ian Bunting. They need to they need to add a guy in the draft. It doesn't have to be in the second round, but you know, you have a they have, I think they're gonna have four fifth round picks now with the two compensatories they added, and then the pick that they're getting uh from Cleveland for Amari Cooper, maybe the fifth round, maybe the fourth round. Uh, from what Dane Brugler says, there's there's some good tight ends in this draft. Um, so I think that you I think they need to still be focused on on adding a tight end as as early as the second or third round because you don't there's no guarantee that Schultz is going to sign a long term deal. Were you surprised that they let the kicker go? Uh, no, because in a way you're getting under the salary cap, and like he has this relationship with John Fossil and he could still end up being their kicker anyway. Like they could still, I mean, it's not like there's, there's just, uh, well, Hey guys, everybody bring it in here. We know if we do this move right now, someone could swipe Zerline from us. They know it's not happening. So that's still a possibility. It's out there. This is not a good, uh, free agency class for kickers. I saw a uh, young way. is is the best one. Uh, just resigned with the Falcons. But again, you got those five, I mean, you got those four fifth round picks, I mean, they haven't drafted a kicker, I think, since David Bueller in 09, which I think was a fourth or fifth round pick. I mean, that's a spot where you could where you can add a kicker right there, bring in some competition, do the Dan Bailey thing where you bring in some other guys that are undrafted uh, to compete for the job. But I mean, it didn't surprise me because it's not like if you if you released him that you just don't have anything at kicker. I mean, you could always bring him back if you can't find anything better. Yeah, I, I, no worries about that. Uh, have I forgotten anyone? Because there's been so much stuff that's happened. Um, we did Gallup. Yeah, kind of. I kill all the free. Let me see here. I put I put together a little list myself here. You got the Jeremy Sprinkle. They brought back the the long snapper Jake McQuaid. Uh, yeah. You got the Jarwin released. Uh, yeah, Cedric Williams, Connor Williams. Uh, another position that's, uh, that's going to need that they're thin at right now is obviously linebacker. You know, Jabril Cox suffered that ACL injury. Uh, that knocked him out, I believe it was week eight against Minnesota. He's still recovering from that. You obviously have Micah Parsons. They want to keep him at linebacker. I know with the, the Randy Gregory news, 
There's obviously going to be people being like, well, just move Micah to right, right edge. He'll get time there, but they want him to be a linebacker. They need to add at linebacker. They need to add some veterans there. Obviously, we mentioned earlier in previous shows about guys like Anthony Hitchens and Damian Wilson. I know one of those guys, Jordan Hicks, that we had mentioned before, he got yeah. signed today. Um, so he's off the board. But there's some guys out there. Again, this isn't going to be anybody that blows you away. But then, obviously, the one guy that everybody is talking about is Bobby Wagner. I, I, I think the edge rusher is more important. But let's say that they can't come to an agreement on Von Miller or they don't think it's worth paying him or Chandler Jones or one of these top edge rushers are out there. Maybe you get a middle of the pack edge rusher and you try and make up for it by adding Bobby Wagner and you pay a little bit more for him than you thought you would. I, I just don't think the Bobby Wagner thing happens, but you can't completely rule it out because of the connections with obviously, you know, Dan Quinn in Seattle and just the fact of it would be pretty enticing to see what Bobby Wagner and Micah Parsons would do playing next to each other. What about Miles Jack? That there anything you go. for you? There you go. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's tough because, you know, I know Ken will remember this. You know, leading into that draft, you know, that was the guy that so many people the real were like. real Jalen that, Smith. Yeah, that's who that they should have drafted instead of Jalen Smith. Um, and then obviously with Jacksonville letting him go, that shouldn't be, an, you know, that, that shouldn't be, oh, well, he can't play if he's not going to be able to play in Jacksonville. There could be something there. Um, yeah. And maybe he's a guy that maybe you get for a one year deal, prove it type thing. And, uh, I think that fans would be interested in that just because he was a high second round pick and he was a big time player coming out of college that just really hasn't met the expectations. I'm all about those type of guys. Like, like I've mentioned before, the OJ Howards, you go ahead and kick the tires on that one more time. Let's just make sure that you're not really that first round pick. And it wasn't the, you know, the place that you were at. Maybe that this, you know, move all of a sudden kickstarts your career back. Who knows? Probably won't, but I'm down for trying. Since we last talked last week, and I know I, I've been kind of pushing a go all in um, type uh, narrative a little bit because I thought, you know, given what we knew at the conference at the time, it might have changed a little bit because we have a situation where Deshaun Watson could get traded into the NFC. Tom Brady is back, and Aaron Rodgers is for sure coming back. So the the conference outlook has changed a little bit, just given given all these uh, dominoes as well, right? It has, but I, let me say this about the Brady thing. I understand that he's still the man, and yeah, he's going to be a year older, but even more than that, it's this isn't close to being the same Tampa Bay team that they had two years ago. They've lost a lot of pieces, you know, yeah, they're going to hope to bring Gronk back. But I mean, you just saw them last year, last, sorry, in the playoffs against the Rams and the Rams were trying to give them the game and they just did not have the playmakers that they had the previous year with, with Brady. So I don't, I don't know how they're going to just keep reloading to all of a sudden where you're just like, yep, this is the Super Bowl Bucks from two years ago. You're not going to be able to beat that team. So I, I don't look at them that way. And with Watson, sure. But he also didn't play at all last season, and he'll be going to a new team. Like just to think that he's going to hit the ground running there, and they're just going to whatever team that is. I mean, it very well could be, it very well could be Carolina. And like, are you all of a sudden just thinking like, well, now we got to deal with Carolina? Like, obviously, he makes them a lot better. But again, if you're the Cowboys or you're a Cowboys fan, you're looking at the NFC East, and it's the same smelly, dirty, burning dumpster that it's been. Nothing has improved there. You. With the roster you have right now, with the roster they have right now, is if you just told me they draft a wide receiver at twenty four, no, scratch that. They take they take the best offensive guard at twenty four, get a get a wide receiver in the second round, fill in the pieces the rest of the draft, and they don't even get a premier edge rusher at right end. 
they still are winning the NFC East unless they just are they turn into a complete collapse and, and disaster, which in Cowboys recent history could totally happen. But on paper, you look at it and you're like, there's still as is as boring and as disappointing as free agency has been so far for the Dallas Cowboys. Like they are still the class of the NFC East. And last time I checked, as long as you win that, you you still go get to play in the tournament. So we still like uh, get a ton of like. So the way it works, that first wave kind of goes, which we're kind of seeing in, and then you have this another wave of free agents, and maybe that's where you can find some hidden value. Uh, just like the athletic um, that, that has got a whole list of the remaining, um, you know, bet, free agents kind of ranked, uh, and it kind of go through it like there's names all over the place that you could go. Okay, that would be interesting if the price came down. One guy who's an injury risk, he's 31, Taron Armstead of the Saints. That would need to come down because he's been one of the best tackles in the game when healthy. But, man, if he lost a ton of value because he's hurt, would you go in at offensive tackle and help that out just because we know what's going on with Tyron? Is that something that you would invest in? The edge rusher class would have to completely dry up to where they don't think any of those fit. That's my number one goal, Uh, and I won't do anything to sacrifice that. Uh, I'm trying – my hardest right now to get Von Miller or Chandler Jones. If they know that those can't happen, then I'm interested in any of those options. And and here's the thing. This is so rare that this happens because we don't see many U-turns on deals like this, but they already showed a hand. They showed that they have five years, 70 million with 28 guaranteed out there that they can give to somebody. They've yeah. already showed you that that is out there. There's, there's no like... Oh, well, we just didn't have the money to bring back J. Ron. <laughs> yeah, you did. Because remember that five years, 70 million that you didn't end up giving to Randy Gregory that you were going to? Like, there's money there to be used. So use it somewhere if it's not going to go towards any of those guys. And it just looks so bad if they don't, because yeah. this is a team that's built to win right now. Um, another Mike McCarthy connection here J.C. Treader of the Browns. There he was go. cut. He started 80 games in the past five years. Durable, steps in place center. If you're not happy with Biotish, um, that's interesting. Yeah, that's I believe he's the president of the Players Association. He is president of the Players Association. Jerry may not want that around. Uh, yeah, Schultz, is, Fisher, Schultz is pretty heavily involved in that as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. Absolutely. Yeah. Eric Fisher. Um, now, he got hurt, though. I feel like uh, I'm just saying I feel like guard would be where they would be targeting in any of this veteran free agency. I think that would be the spot. So um, this is the thing that's interesting. So on the on the Cowboys.com draft show, they had Will McClay on at the Combine. And one of the things that kind of stood out to me is he just talked about the depth on the offensive line class and this draft class and how many guys that can play guard but can also move out and play some tackle if need be. And when he said that, it just, man, that my ears kind of perked up like, yep, that's the plan. They're going to f- try and find one of those type of guys. And that's how they're going to try and fill that hole to where – that's going to be the guy that they're going to hope. They're going to look for a guy that can be like that and be their left guard who has the possibility of being a tackle if need be, which is kind of in a way what they were hoping for when they drafted Connor Williams. Uh, Billy Turner's a name that makes sense. What's the age um, on him? Do you have that in front of you? He is 30. Okay. Uh, played everywhere. Would you? Uh, hey, do you still have the age of uh, Treader in front of you? I, was, I honestly have no idea how old he is at all. J.C. Treader is... You could tell me he was he's 38 or 35. Okay, 31. All right. He's 31. He's still got a little football left. Okay. Uh, Billy Turner's got some football left. 
Uh, now, Billy Turner did not cross paths with McCarthy like um, like Treader did, obviously, yeah. many years in Green Bay. So that's something that's a little interesting. Man, the um, Packers, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's just that all these years that it's been, you know, Aaron Rodgers covers up for it a little bit, and even before that with, like, Brett Favre. But it's like I never think of the Packers making these big investments on the offensive line, and their offensive line to me – always seems at worst solid and and yeah. they get these you know like obviously Bakhtiari is is the biggest one I mean Mike McCarthy fix this offensive line and go find another David Bakhtiari in the fourth round you know like they just seem like they always have like really solid offensive lines and they don't really spend the premium picks to get it it's those day two guys that have worked out a little yeah. bit I know Bakhtiari was obviously later you know we've seen Connor Williams Deeper Chaz Green, um, and they have to be uh, disappointed that they haven't gotten um, more out of Connor McGovern. You know, when Connor you draft McGovern him in this, was the other name. Yeah. yeah, they have to be disappointed that they haven't gotten more out of him because with where you draft him at and the situation you're in right now, you shouldn't even be thinking about drafting a guard because this should be the no. This is what McGovern's been preparing for. This is his time now. Yeah. He he steps into the start now. He'll compete for the job, but by no means do they feel like oh yeah no we're good. McG- McGovern's got left guard. We're Tyron's guard. Where Tyron's at his career. That 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 position. Like my example is Elton Jenkins. Um, but uh, we're talking about Elton Jenkins was a second round pick, right? Uh, top top fifty ish. You know, right around there. And left tackle gets hurt. Boom! Just slide him out, and then we can slide Billy Turner around and all that moving around. So if that's that's coming up, and that's the way they're kind of thinking about things. And McClay said that. I do think that's that's kind of interesting. I'm just saying the reason why I bring it up, the Packers stuff, is not just because of you obviously know that team well, but it's also because that's where McCarthy came from. And I yeah, use no, that exactly. As, and I use that as an example because I know he didn't have as much say in the draft as he does now, but it's just two polar opposites from the previous head coach who obviously the identity was the offensive line. Let's get this offensive line, you know. If, if Jason Garrett could have his way, it certainly seems like he wanted five first-round picks to be his five starters on the offensive line, whereas you look at the history, and obviously Mike McCarthy had a lot more success in Green Bay. They weren't drafting these offensive linemen in the first round. Now, was that Ted Thompson? Was that their scouting staff? Did Mike McCarthy have a say in that? I don't know fully, but I just look at what they've drafted and where they found guys when Mike McCarthy was the head coach, and it certainly was not the, oh, we have to use a first-round pick when they're sitting there, like I mentioned with Bakhtiari, TJ Lang in the fourth round. I mean, yeah, you know, uh, well, B- Brian Balaga was a first round pick, so they did they did use one there. But I'm just looking at some of these names right here, and these are just guys that they didn't they didn't. Imp- Josh Sitton was a was a fourth round pick. Uh, they just seem to find players that on the offensive line that they didn't have to invest this this big top high round pick in to get a starter out of, and that's where I I kind of was like at the same time. That's why I kind of think, oh, maybe maybe this is the formula. That's how they were able to find a diamond in the rough in Terrence Steele. Because before that, during the Garrett era, who was the diamond in the rough? The only one I, that comes to mind for me would be Ron Leary. Oh, my God, yeah. And wasn't the story on that that Jerry was really, like, one that loved Ronald Leary? I believe so, yeah. And, and he fell in the draft because he, I guess he had a degenerative knee condition. Knee. And so I think that, that dinged him, you know, once the medicals were in. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Jerry, I, and I'm not looking for like, oh, you need to find a Pro Bowl starter on the offensive line in the third yeah. or fourth round. I'm talking, just give me a solid starter that you're just like every year. You're like, yeah, this guy's not the best, but we know that that's our starter. Let's keep going. It's like if he has to enter a game, uh, you're not going, oh, jeez, right? You know that type of thing. 
I feel like I'm like missing they, somebody, KT. I feel like there's another like mid to. I don't know. I don't think so, man. I'm trying uh, to Treader think. Treader was a fourth round pick. Okay. Treader was fourth. Hey, how do? You, hey, can you find? Can you, Mike? Can you find a, 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 another Micah Hyde in the fifth round? I mean, what a man! That's yeah, amazing. Micah Hyde. Yeah, that's that Cor- ended up working out pretty well. Corey Lindsley, fifth round pick at center. Yeah, they found a, they had a little formula that kind of worked there. Um, you know, this team's obviously hit on a lot of first rounders. No, oh, there we go. Ky- Kyler Fackrell. He's a free agent right now. I didn't realize the Packers drafted him third round. He, he's a little outside not, linebacker. Yeah, he's not great. <laughs> now, I, I, I mean, I'm more interested in that. That uh, you know, Von Miller is very, very exciting. But like, you know, like a Melvin Ingram even is like a name. And, and I don't know what in the world they're interested to be. Dante Fowler is free. Arden Key, who did do, do some pretty cool stuff with the 49ers last year. After three years of like just kind of not doing much, he actually uh, you know flashed a little bit for the 49ers. You might have a little upside, you know, uh, guy who could kind of boom for you right there on a on a cheap one year like build up your value type of thing. So hey, I got a free agent. One more, one more free agent for you here. Do you want to fix everything at wide receiver? Aquanamius um, St. Brown. You don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> yeah. Why? Amron St. Brown had a great season last year as a rookie. He was a fourth round pick. Another fourth round he's pick. He's better. He's a lot better think, than his uh, What do you guys think Odell's going to want on the open market? I don't know, but honestly, I'm not interested um, because of the knee situation. Oh, I yeah. just, I don't know, man. That really worries me. And, and the reason why I say it is because obviously, because you factor that in with the Gallup thing. If, 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 Gallup was completely healthy and you were just looking for a third receiver. You're trying to run it back with like this standout trio. I'd be like, yeah, let's go kick the tires on Odell and see when he mm-hmm. gets back, whatever. But it's like to get a guy coming off of that knee injury and then you're going to, you just signed Gallup who's coming off his knee injury. I don't, I don't know if that's, oh, that's the true. Yeah. best decision. I think getting Gallup done before the Christian Kirk contract is important. Oh my Lord. What was that? I mean, I just can't <laughs> jump in and, the, and defend this Texas A&M. Oh, I, the only thing I can defend, and I've been talking about this with family because they're, a&M fans and we we did watch him play he's a very dynamic player who absolutely wasn't very wasn't really highlighted in Arizona considering yep. the amount of weapons that they have so maybe it's you're going to be our main dude and we're going to get you the ball in the backfield and you're going to be in the slot and you're going to be on the outside and we'll see maybe we'll see what he can truly do you know return kicks for us I don't know maybe he has he's going to have a bigger role obviously if they're going to pay him that much but hey, um, everything you just said everything you just said they paid him like he had established everything you just said with right. Arizona. <laughs> well, they, they're going to go like, well, uh, well, we saw him on tape at A&M. We really liked him yeah. coming out, you know. If he, and if and, you're, once, and you have to over, do, it, do it again, you know. And right. the position they're in, you have to overpay. Like, you're, sure. you're, you're just not some free agent destination where they're just like, man, I just really want to go play. Great right on Kirk. Now. What's that? I said great on Kirk. Happy yeah. for him. Yeah, that's... That's big. I don't think he's going to live up to it, but uh, it's a huge... I think that deal surprised me the most so far of all the deals that were signed. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I'm a little optimistic, you know, I, I guess headed into tomorrow mm-hmm. because I, don't know, I wanted to ask you guys this. If I were to tell you... Going into free agency, you're going to lose Randy Gregory and Amari, but you're going to keep Demarcus Lawrence and Michael Gallup. Would you have taken that? I would have. Say that one more time. That's a good question. You're going to lose Gregory and Amari, but you're going to get Gallup, and you're guaranteed to keep Demarcus. One more piece has to be added for me to take the second one. I need to know okay. who that other player is. I need to know where they're going to spend that money. That Here's the thing. Yeah, you keep Lawrence, but in the way that you kept Lawrence, it's not like you kept him on the same exact contract he had before that was going to cost the same on the books. You were able to save some money on the books. Again, I believe that this should not be any type of a rebuild whatsoever. You need to build on what you have right now, so you need to take advantage of that money. You know, what's funny is, and I don't want to get too far off, but like you see what the Chargers are doing. The Chargers are absolutely taking advantage of that Justin Herbert rookie contract. The Cowboys didn't really do that with Dak's contract. They need to do that now with this with this Demarcus Lawrence money. The money they were able to save there, that needs to be spent on something else. So when you, if you can give me that third piece, if that is a Chandler Jones, or is that if that is a Von Miller, even if that's a Bobby Wagner, I, I can't I agree with you. I would totally take take that if that if that's the case. And 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 I also say that because I, I've like I've said many times, I think wide receiver is the easiest position to fix with the way that every draft class seems like it's it has options well throughout the third, fourth round. Absolutely. No, and, and this year's no no different in that regard. You know, all those guys that you can kind of find. You know, I love I love that. And I, I, I do think interior offensive line, 
what Dak sees immediately in front of him is very important. I think that's where I'm kind of – I'm not saying that's what I'm definitely doing, but I would really like to do that. Now, there's things you could do at linebacker too just to be safe. Now, you're counting on Jabril Cox to come back and all that, as you mentioned. But, like, if you wanted to bring Leighton back for two or three million, I would do that. Sure. You know, uh, but I would – you know, like you said, J. Ron Curse would be the first, you know, priority there. <laughs> You know what? Leighton could have played more last year. Pods calls Leighton Vanderesh. What's that? Leighton Big Neck Vanderesh. (laughs) Big. Okay. He has a huge neck. (laughs) He does. Uh, I never noticed it. He. uh, I I agree with you, uh, Kent. That that would be. uh, I think that's a wise move. I I personally think that Leighton Vanderesh could have played more last year. I think that they did a little bit of that. You know, if, let's keep in mind he had been coming off of several different injuries, so I think that they limited his playing time and and moved in Keanu Neal so that they could go into the postseason with Leighton as healthy as possible uh, and try and do a split there. And so, yeah, if you bring back, I think yeah, Keanu Neal, Leighton Vanderish, one of those guys they need to bring him back. Yeah. Um, do we want to spend five minutes on the big bombshell story from last week with Jerry? And the discovery that, or the public's discovery that uh, he has another daughter, or do we just want to, or is that is that old news by now? Well, I'll just I'll just say this: between that stuff coming out, uh, I think it was maybe the the next day or the day after um, the Cowboys announced that Marilyn Love, Jerry's longtime oh, secretary, passed yeah. away, uh, and then obviously not this is nowhere near on the same level, but. Just what's been going on, the way that there's no way that Jerry's pleased with the way this Randy Gregory situation happened. You add in all the stuff from the previous ESPN story. I mean, it, the, and then you throw in the fact of just how disappointing the season ended. I mean, this just last couple months have those, they, I don't care. Awful. He might not want to admit it, but they have to be some of the toughest in Jerry Jones's life. There's more of a reason to bring in a Von Miller. That's more of a reason to open the checkbook, baby. Let's do yeah. it. Let's have, let's that, run, you know, when you feel depressed, you go shopping, you know? Is that what works? Okay. Yeah. Well, well, I do think it's important to remember this because there are teams who are who are basically banking on this. The salary cap will continue to go up. We know it does that anyways, but the same as on TV deal really could beef it up a little bit, uh, a little more than usual. And and just watch the way teams are structuring their contracts. They're pushing money back. The go for it mode is in because the Rams just were in go for it mode and it worked. The go for it mode is in. And I felt better about the Cowboys going for it when I could tell you last week that uh, Stafford, Rodgers, and Kyler Murray were the only other good quarterbacks in the uh, conference. You throw it at Tom Brady and, you know, and, and whatever, you know, Deshaun Watson coming over does change things a little bit. Oh, yeah, Russell Wilson's in the conference. Uh, he's out of the conference now. There's a lot going on. But, like, I think what you said earlier, we should be trying to build on it. And I thought a big step to building on what they were doing was finding a way to keep Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence and then Dan Quinn coming back. Because if you would have told me in the offseason that you were going to be bringing back Demarcus Lawrence, Dan Quinn, and Randy Gregory, I would have been like, holy cow, is that even possible? Right. And it turns out it was seconds away from happening and didn't for whatever reason. And that is a big-time fumble. Right. If this is a division that all of a sudden you're just looking at and you're like, in this one offseason, uh, you know, we'll say Russell Wilson goes to the Giants – and Deshaun Watson goes to Washington, 
and then uh, Philadelphia somehow works out a deal for Aaron Rodgers, and you're just all of a sudden looking at the division, you're just like, whoa, what just happened here? Basically making the NFC East what the AFC West is right now. If you're the Cowboys and you're trying to dial it back a little bit, I wouldn't like it, but I'd understand it. But you're not. You're in the worst division. You need to take advantage of it. It is about getting into the tournament and trying to get hot at the right time. You are basically yeah. getting a free ticket to the tournament. Take advantage of it. No, I'm with you 100%, and I think that should be their mode. And Look, yeah, they're going to do something. I don't think they're better offensively right now, clearly, but uh, they have time to, to, to do that. Honestly, though, I'm not sure that personnel was necessarily – going to make them better offensively. It's more about figuring out how you're going to attack defenses that play you the way that teams were playing them in the second half of the year. And that's kind of more on Kellen and maybe a little on Dak and a little on everyone else. And I think they're probably having hard looks in the mirror like, okay, yeah, we do get need to probably give Tony Pollard the ball a little more than we're giving it to Zeke and things like that. So there's a lot uh, going on there that makes makes a difference. And clearly – if, if Kellen really wanted Amari Cooper and thought that he was the key piece of this offense, I don't think Amari Cooper is gone. Uh, I agree. He clearly wanted, he was clearly on board with them drafting CeeDee Lamb. He was the offensive, court, uh, offensive coordinator when that pick was made. He clearly was on board or they wouldn't have given that contract to Michael Gallup. And he's going to obviously have a say in whatever wide receiver they draft. So there really aren't going to be any excuses. This is going to, this, there, this is your Kellen Moore offense this season. I, there's no way around it, you know? So, uh, and now he's got plenty of time under his belt. Like this should, we should see the best of Kellen Moore this season. All right. Last, last thing I have for you, uh, KT on my mm-hmm. docket is one name we each throw out. Who are they going to sign? Wild card pick. This is the, this is the one I play back in the intro of the next show. If they do, th- yeah. if they do sign them. So throw some made up. I'll go Von Miller. Cowboys are going to sign Von Miller. It's going to be awesome. He's going to, you know, roll back the number 40 again for his A&M days like he did with the Rams, and he's going to be back home in Texas. It's going to feel good, and I uh, can't wait to uh, see Von Miller rushing the passer for the Cowboys. What about you, KT? Well, I like what you did there with Von Miller. Uh, see, this this is tough now. Okay, I'm ready. The Cowboys? See, everyone's going to say that this is over and that it's not going to happen. But I think it will. No, I don't think it will. But I think it's my wild card pick. Cowboys signed Bobby Wagner. Wow. I don't think that's going to happen. Legion no. I think, of Doom. I think your I think your Von Miller pick is the one. Legion of Boom. Legion what's, of Doomsday. What's more likely, Bobby Wagner or like a Chandler Jones or a Zadarius Smith or one of those alternative defensive ends we were talking about? I. You got to think of the history with Bobby Wagner. Yeah. Dan Quinn is going to vouch for that. So gets the benefit of the doubt there. I would think Wagner's probably the most likely out of those. Probably the cheapest too, right? Yeah, I think probably so. Yeah. Dante Fowler? I mean, hmm? there's that, that makes some sense. It's not as it, – it's not, it wouldn't move yeah. the needle as much as the, as the first two guys you said. That's for sure. All right, who 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 are you signing, John? John if it's you. Well, you guys you definitely took my first two picks. For, oh. There's no there's no question Sorry. about that. I, you can Von do Von Miller. Miller. I'll play yours if it's Von Miller. I'll play your clip. No, play, play this one. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to give you a player's name, but don't rule out the Robert Quinn situation. 
of oh. a few years back where hey. they trade for a player that's already on a roster. I know it didn't work out with Robert Quinn because of the fact that obviously they just didn't have success that season. Um, but to sit there and trade, it, w- it was a deal that went down in 2019 and it was on March 28th and they ended up trading a sixth round pick. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For, who's going to be Robert who's an expiring so, contract this year. So that's, that's something to keep an eye on there yeah. because I could see them looking at Von Miller and looking at Chandler Jones and be like, man, 33, given a couple year contract, that's kind of risky. Let's go see if we can offer some picks now that you have, they have every pick in the fifth round. No, um, let's see if we can offer And not just this year, you could offer something in the future uh, because you're like, well, we really need that right edge rusher to make Dan Quinn's uh, defense work and to, to maximize what we have in Micah Parsons. We have to fill that spot. So let's make a move here. Let's give up a pick and maybe it's a high round pick. I mean, I mean, that's something they did. They did it for Robert Quinn. They did it when they needed wide receiver for Amari Cooper. You can't rule out that possibility either. I like it. Yeah, I like that a lot, dude. Uh, I mean, I like that way more than just going Vincent Mayoa come back in. Um, you know, or, or, or a name F-A-O like Bata. that. I, uh, that's a, honestly, dude, I'd bring Robert Quinn in for a year. Yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't meaning him specifically. Just no, I know they, you weren't. But the way like, they went about that, nobody expected that. You know, that's the thing with the Cowboys is their name is mentioned for everybody. You know, you turn on NFL uh-huh. Network, it's like Cowboys, Cowboys, Tyron Matthew, Cowboys, Bobby Wagner, uh, Von Miller, you know, whatever. But oftentimes, Amari Cooper, Robert Quinn, there's been several others, Michael Bennett, Everson Griffin, There's, they're never the ones that are mentioned. When they happen, it's the, it's the one where you're like, whoa, where did that come from? Greg Hardy, Alden Smith, like nobody was throwing out possibilities of, of the Cowboys for any of those deals. When they happen, generally, they come out of nowhere. And that's why I can't really throw out uh, a great, you know, name of somebody that that would be a possibility. But I certainly don't think at this time in 2019 where we're even thinking of somebody like Robert Quinn. Phew, man, that's good stuff right there. Well, we'll we'll, uh, we'll obviously be back next week, and maybe we'll have a little more of a clear picture. We'll do an emergency podcast if anything huge happens. Um, but uh, hopefully, you've enjoyed this kind of free agency catch up uh, episode because. Man, it's been uh, it's been fast and furious all week long. Keep following John Mashoda, of course, at John Mashoda uh, on Twitter, and uh, obviously all of his work on the athletics. He continues uh, to follow Cowboys free agency as it keeps going. Uh, good luck with your brackets, fellas, uh, this week. Let's uh, hopefully everyone's happy there and uh, win some money or whatever. Um, for our producer Kent Garrison, I'm Kevin KT Turner. We're gonna be back next week. For more about them Cowboys, we'll see if the world is still chaos. We love you. Bye. Great pick.